Welcome to Embrace It All with Angela Adams. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Uh, It's been a couple of weeks, hasn't it? And to be honest, it's been quite a hectic and busy and tiring last few weeks. I'm still here in Oregon. I head home on Saturday and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the reunion with Dave. Six weeks is a long time. Actually, it's only been five weeks. We got to see each other the week of Christmas, but... It's still a really long time to be apart. And the other night, my son-in-law and I were talking and he asked me how I was doing. And I was honest with him. I said, it's hard. This is hard. This is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And we discussed how hard it is for him and the different, the different challenges that we are each facing and it was it was a good talk, but we do recognize that this isn't easy and it's not going to be easy for a very long time. Anyway, I was sick and worn out one week and um, finally got on some medicine to fight a sinus infection. And then the following week, all four of our grandson, my grandsons were sick and um that was tiring in and of itself. But what was really amazing is as I watched my son-in-law go through that week, um, we had planned a trip to the snow when our, when, um, one of the grandsons got sick the next day. And so there was a lot of disappointment. We had to work through a lot of disappointment with some of, some of the grandsons and, Needless to say, we stayed home and it was a lay low day. And by probably two days after that, all four of them were sick and just feeling, just feeling lousy. But through it all, I was very impressed to watch, watch Dan, my son-in-law, navigate all of this with such patience and compassion and calm And it was evident to me to know that, you know, from the very beginning of their marriage, Jessica and Dan were a team in every aspect. When it came to working, they each held a job. Dan worked full-time, Jessica worked part-time, but they also had the opportunity to care for their sons together and individually. And um, what a blessing that has been as I continue to be in awe and watching my son-in-law navigate now this world of being a single parent. And it's not easy. So a few weeks ago, I was reading in my scriptures, I was reading Matthew 4, 5, excuse me, Matthew chapter 5, verse 4, and cross-referenced Nephi, Third Nephi chapter 12, verse 4, and this is all um, around the time Christ gave the Sermon on the Mount. But one of this verse in particular stood out to me, and it said, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. 
And, you know, after reading this scripture, I had a lot of thoughts because, honestly, we are still in the thick of mourning. And these are the thoughts that I wanted to share with you today, and I hope you'll bear with me. Hopefully they <laughs> they make sense to you. Um, the thoughts I had were this, that when we mourn, our hearts are usually broken due to what we've lost, or in our case, our family's case, the passing away of a loved one, Jessica. And our mourning fills us with so much grief and sorrow. But what I'm understanding more and more each day is that the Lord allows us to suffer this way in hopes that we choose to turn to Him for comfort, for relief, and strength that He can so generously give to us through His grace. Now, he doesn't force us to turn or come to him. That's, that's our choice. And he honors our agency. We can, the way we mourn is up to us. But as we go through the experience of loss and grief, it tends to, what I am finding, really humble us enough to want to turn to him. Like it's kind of like when when we were children. Do you remember when we you were you were really little and you got hurt as children always do as they're learning and growing? Um or when you experience something really painful, who do you naturally turn to, right? We naturally turn to our parents for that comfort and grief. And so when we are in the depths of grief and sorrow, it's almost a natural thing that we turn to our Father, our Heavenly Father, who has more love for each one of us than I think we will ever understand. Now, as I have made the choice to turn to the Lord in my grief over Jessica's passing. I have not only felt that comfort and strength, but I've also experienced a broken heart and a contrite spirit. My heart is broken. I'm not going to lie. And I am so sad that Jessica is not with us right now. Her absence is felt daily, and it's so profound. And I continue to be humbled by the experience of Jessica's passing. And as I am in this state, my eyes seem to be more open. And I'm seeing so clearly the areas of my life that are in need of changing the need of repentance, if you will. Now, I think a lot of people look at repentance as, oh, this heavy, heavy thing. But even more so lately, I have looked at it more as a gift, as such a loving gift from our Heavenly Father. He knew, he knew once we left him 
that we were going to make mistakes. We were going to mess up over and over again. And through the love he has for us by giving us his son, who atoned for all of those mess ups, all of those mistakes, all that heartache, all that pain, we have the opportunity to change through repentance. And that has become such an amazing gift. As I said, my eyes in this brokenhearted state have been really open. And I'm choosing not to dwell in regret because, yes, there are so many things I wish I would have done different when racing Jessica or just in my life as a whole and in the relationships that I have. Instead, I choose to just humbly ask where, where I need changing, and then take the steps to do that. So the other day, or (laughs) I say the other day, the days have become quite a blur. It's probably been a few months ago. I was actually at home in Arizona, and I was out on a walk by myself which is a rare thing nowadays. (laughs) Anyway, I was pouring my heart out in prayer because my heart was broken. And as I did this, I saw so clearly, so clearly some of the things I needed to change right away, which caused me at that moment to experience a really deep sorrow for my behavior, kind of a godly sorrow, if you will, but I, I felt it. I felt that sorrow. And in that sorrow, something miraculous happened. Not only did I feel peace and comfort, but I felt my heart change. I felt my thoughts and my perspectives changing. And in that moment, I felt and I continue to feel such overwhelming love, compassion, and understanding almost immediately started replacing frustrations and resentments. And for the first time in my life, I am understanding better the blessings and the miracles that can happen when we experience a broken heart and a contrite spirit as we choose to turn to the Lord. I don't know if Jessica's death had to happen for me to really understand this principle or not. I don't think so, but maybe. I don't know. But I do know that the Lord is allowing me to go through this experience. And as I do, I am changing. And that is such a good thing. My heart is still hurting and it will continue to hurt. I suppose it always will hurt over Jessica's death. Thank goodness. Thank goodness I know for whom I can always turn to for comfort and strength and for help as I continue to change on this journey. My heart rejoices so much in the gift of repentance and in the grace of our Savior that continues to give 
to all of us that gift through his atonement. That is just one thing that I am learning on this journey. Oh, there are so many things, so many things in my heart, so many things that I put on paper, so many experiences. And if you're willing to stay with me, I'm willing to take you there. All right, my friends, it's short and it's sweet. Just know that I love you. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you next time.